Okay, welcome to the Margin Business Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Um, in today's episode, we got Dano Falk. Dano is the, the founder of DevDevice. Um, and DevDevice is something, I would say, big because it has two different layers. One side is his business. I mean, his consultancy business. And the other side um, is his selling business or was his selling business from uh, what I understand, correct? So, um, Dano, please uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Where are you at at the moment? And um, yeah, everything around that. Hey, Omar, thank you so much for having me. Uh, we had a little session a few days ago and it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, yes, uh, I am still in Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur. I came here 10 years ago and I'm, I like it here. Uh, what I'm doing at the moment is mostly focusing on my agency called DevDevice. Um, and yes, my background is actually selling on Amazon myself, uh, doing uh, like running and growing a private label business, which I sold in 2019. Uh, and then I had this little moment to like sit back and think, you know, what am I going to do next? Am I going to start my next private label brand or or maybe something else? And then I decided to, uh, to actually go back into my agency business, which I was doing in Munich like uh, 20 years ago. Um, yeah, to share, you know, what I've learned, to to share my knowledge and to work with clients and to help them grow their business. So that's uh, that's what I'm doing today mostly. Amazing. So you are originally from Munich, right? So kinda Germany. I'm kind of from Munich, <laughs> Germany. Yeah. Uh, or where yeah. were you originally yeah, from? Yeah. Where is a maybe maybe you lived outside of Munich, or where is the? Uh, yeah, it's a difficult question where I'm from because it always depends on which time of my life you're looking at. Okay. Because I've okay, been then... living in so many different places. Uh, I uh, I was born in Ukraine. And uh, the first 10 oh, years of my life I spent back in the like in the Soviet Union, Ukraine, Kyrgyzstan. So most of my childhood actually I spent in Kyrgyzstan. Um, and then we moved. Uh, my parents have like German ancestry. So they kind of moved back to uh, to Germany because uh, honestly, you know, as a German after the Second World War, you did not have a very good time in the Soviet Union uh, <laughs> for a lot of understandable reasons. Yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so Germans were kind of uh, fourth degree humans. They were treated like worse than dogs, actually. Uh, so if, in order to get uh, their, their children, including me, a better like prospect in life, a better future, my parents uh, made the effort, which was like a big effort to, to, to move out of the Soviet Union because, you know, there was no, no such thing as buy a ticket and travel somewhere. It was a closed thing, you know, so you could not yeah. leave the Soviet Union without uh, being a diplomat or having some very, very special permission. So, but yeah, my my father made that happen. And I'm thankful today that, you know, he made all this effort. So yeah, we moved to Germany and uh, that's why I spent like every, my time after 10 years old until I was 30 plus 40 or something. Uh, yeah, and then, I, and then I came to Malaysia. So there have been different stages in my life in different continents and but yeah, when okay. I was 10 years old, I had lived in five different countries. Yeah. Wow. That's that's a lot already when <laughs> that's that that's that's amazing. I, you know, I, I understand that um yeah, your parents must have made a big, big effort because I visited um um the German uh, Republic uh, back then when it was east and west. Uh, mm -hmm. I visited and I know how hard it is to 
to cross the border even for oh yeah for 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 people from the west to go to the east yeah 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 um, even western east uh, germany was tight very tight it was completely crazy you know so i i can i don't even know how you did it because normally it's uh it's like uh either you need to work for the government or you yeah you need to run <laughs> you need to have a good yeah, plan yeah, yeah. to to go across yeah, yeah, over you, you know yeah it's basically these two options, but there's a third option. So we did have relatives in Germany. So that was like the anchor. So you could apply to for a thing called Familienzusammenführung, like to family ah, okay. reunion. Okay, family yes, reunion. Yes, yes. Okay. But there was, of course, there was no guarantee for it to be oh, uh, of course. Uh, confirmed or approved. Um, so, uh, so my parents actually moved. Uh, and one of the reasons was we lived in a German community. And, uh, and the government did not want this kind of uh, domino effect to happen. So if they give a permission to one family, then all the other yeah. families will also start applying. So they didn't want that. So um, my, my parents moved into, a, uh, into, a, like, into Belarus, like white Russia, where there was no German whatsoever. So we were like the oddball. We were like the only German family in the whole uh, like, uh, town. And that's what kind of uh, increased our chances to leave. Otherwise, I don't think we would have gotten the permission. Okay, yeah, yeah it then, was. It's already yeah. pretty near the um, <laughs> Belarus. Yeah, wow. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, when we look at the map, Kyrgyzstan is as a pretty, it's, pretty far yeah. east. Oh, Actually, yeah. you're back home, you know, mm. right now. Yeah, yeah. It it was the <laughs> Middle East basically. Yeah, Kyrgyzstan was the yeah. Middle East, and now I'm like in Southeast Asia. So yeah, it's I'm kind of like closing the circle in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's what I thought. You know. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> So yeah, so let's let's uh, do let's start from 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 Germany. Um, how did you how did you get in touch with e-commerce or or anything around that? I mean, back then in 2000, I knew about e-commerce, um, but I mm. didn't know about Amazon. Uh, I know about Amazon, mm. but I know how to press a button and order something, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know yeah, that yeah. you actually can sell on it. So um, I'm still trying to invent a time machine to. To change that because I think uh, it would have changed. <laughs> would have been cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, honestly, in Germany, I didn't know anything about Amazon. So the, the first time I heard of Amazon was in 2014. Uh, and that's when I started my business. But that was, uh, I was already in Malaysia at that time. Uh, in okay. Germany, what I did is I finished school. I decided not to f continue any studies. I wanted to like experience work life. Um, so um, I I started working. So the first thing I, I did was I was I studied jazz saxophone, and worked mm -hmm. as a dishwasher and a cook to 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 earn some money. Okay. Because playing the saxophone was always my passion. Uh, so the, yeah, I did some. I, I realized you know this is not going like so far. I not I'm not I don't see myself paying my rent playing <clears throat> saxophone really. So I then. And the next field was uh, sound engineering. So, you know, you, of course, when you play, you, you're always on stage somehow. And I met some guys who did sound engineering and I asked them if I could join the company as an intern. So I did that. So I became a sound engineering intern. So I started playing around with mixing desks and setting up speaker systems and, and like uh, arranging events and doing all this set, event setup and eventually also mixing. So I was in the sound engineering and also in the film audio uh, recording business. So, so it was all about like sound, the recording sound, also pro producing music. I was also working for, for a time in a music production studio. Um, and on one of the film sets, I met a guy. His name was Frank. Uh, he was doing like set design and stuff. And, and he was he had this thing called desktop publishing going on. 
So he told me, I mean, we, we became friends somehow. We, you know, we clicked really well. And he said to me, you know, there's this thing where you can like make books and layouts and, and posters and booklets on, on a computer. And as I said, what, what is that? What are you talking about? I mean, I had no idea. So um, he convinced me to kind of join him and open a company called GEFA, our first agency, to do desktop publishing. And, and yeah, so that was my first encounter with the digital world. And uh, I leased my first Apple computer. It was, I think it was a Centra 650. It had like, I don't know, one megabyte of RAM or something. The old graphic design 17... things, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a little 14-inch monitor. And yeah, yeah. I, I spent it like, I, I had to lease. I couldn't afford it. So I, it was like 17,000 Deutschmark, which really? in those days, it wow. was like it was like a, yeah, like a, a year's salary huge... or, made, or like, yeah. like six months salary for me. Uh, so um, I, but I just uh, did this jump. Uh, I thought, okay, let let's try this. Um, and then this thing was on my table. The, the you know the delivery guy brought the centris and the, uh, he put up everything: the keyboard, the mouse, the monitor. He said, "There you go. Here's your computer." And I was looking at it and like, oh, interesting. So that was the first time I ever saw a computer. So I clicked around a bit on a desktop. I saw, oh, there's this menu thing. So I clicked on the menu. And as soon as I released the mouse, the menu would go away. And I thought, dude, this is yeah. broken. I mean, how can I select anything? If as soon as I click, I release the mouse, the menu goes away. So I called it, you know, the shop. I said, guys, your computer is broken. You know, when I release the mouse, the menu disappears. They said, ah, you know, you have to click and hold. Yeah. So this was my first step into desktop publishing that which then became like um, doing other internships as that uh, multimedia companies where I learned like graphic design uh, 3d design uh, uh, we, we did all this uh, direct that was called the platform where you created this yeah, uh, yeah, interactive media where you would burn is I mean those days the biggest thing was the cd-rom where you would burn a CD-ROM and then you plug it into your computer and then you can click around and there was like animation going on. It was interactive. There was videos playing and all that. So that was called multimedia. And, and that's what I was, with the, what is the hottest thing? I mean, that was like AI today or something. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that was my, the, my, my first steps towards the whole e-com thing. But in the, in the first place, it was more about the, uh, uh, digital media, uh, multimedia, graphic okay. design, uh, and then web design came along. So I was learning, picking up all these digital uh, platforms one by one. Uh, and then the, the e-com part came much later. So that one, uh, when I heard about sell, you can sell on Amazon, uh, which was to me like, what? <laughs> uh, eBay, there was I, eBay. I, I, eBay was very trendy yeah, yeah, before, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah, but I, I did eBay. Yeah. yeah, I did eBay yeah. for a while, but then packing all these boxes and running to the post office became really tedious. Oh, can so you imagine, you know, uh, when you have be a... scalable? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a problem. Yeah, you need so a in your warehouse, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there would have been a way, but uh, but yeah, but uh, I mean, the Amazon, like 2014, was for me this aha moment where I thought, look, uh, wait a moment. I mean, I have all this experience. Uh, online, like doing graphic design, like working with the internet, uh, marketing. So all these things were familiar to me. So I thought I will just bring all this to the table and I will use this platform, you know, to build my my first private label brand. So that that was okay. the aha moment wow. for me when I, when I started to actually engage uh, on a professional level with, uh, with Amazon and e-commerce. 
Okay, so so you started actually once once you were in Malaysia with the with the private mm. label, correct? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, um, yeah. Can you can you talk about what you sold at that time? Yeah, uh, I know. I I was joining this uh, amazing. What I think it was amazing the course, like what everybody was taking. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was just. Uh, yeah, uh, so um, I I remember going through all these tutorials and and sessions and lessons, and at that time the Apple Watch came out, and uh, and I'm a big Apple fan, so I was loved Apple products. Um, so I saw this item somewhere on some screen. There was this kind of there was an Apple Watch stand, you know, a very simple little thing like an aluminum kind of thing where you could simply put your watch and the Apple Watch charger and it would like stand up on your table so you could look at it. And it this thing somehow caught my eye. So I thought, wow, this is a new product. I mean, this is uh, and I would love to provide accessories for Apple Watches. So that was my first product. Yeah. Right. So I went, I found the, so the, the sourcing provider in, in Shenzhen. Uh, and we really became friends over time. We're still friends until today. Uh, I'm, you know, if I was another, like really have a funny story, how I kind of bumped into these people. But, but, uh, but yeah, so um, uh, I found a supplier. So we started selling this little Apple Watch stands. And then from there, we went to Apple Watch chargers, wireless charging. Uh, and iPhone, like the, this multiple, like multi-function chargers where you can charge your phone and your, and, and your ear pods and, and, you know, and your, uh, and your watch. So that was kind of my area. It's like uh, Apple, Apple devices, Apple accessories, and mostly wireless charging. Wow. So, so actually you, you, you understood, you understood a, a trend very early and mm-hmm. then actually you grew with it. So it's kind of. You knew what the school, what was going on, and you know this is this is definitely something w- what every every seller or who wants to sell and um, should uh, put in his, his mind. You know, if you catch something early or you catch something mm-hmm. what is possible to evaluate, you will have like you like you did. You know, the the whole years afterwards, you have a mm-hmm. great. Uh, you know, you just you just have to wait until a new thing coming out and you provide another accessory and another accessory and i i yeah. uh, apple apple items are high level mm-hmm. so you know yeah, you yeah. can you can sell them as well for 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 a, for a good price you know um i mean obviously mm-hmm. they need to be good good quality so uh, does the dev device name of your company comes as well from uh, from your um, because it, it you know when i hear dev device i i you know, I'm for me, it's like a device. You know, I'm seeing like it's kind of a support for phones, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or you know, that's yeah, as well. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it it actually was founded during the time when uh, when I was still mainly selling on Amazon, and uh, okay. and the agency stuff was a side business of mine because I developed a chatbot system based on ManyChat where where we could automate kind of review generation outside of Amazon. So we would generate giveaways and then people would kind of uh, buy them, they would submit a review and we would refund them. So which was at, at some point it became like against Amazon terms of service. So this this uh, the system stopped. Uh, but this is what I was doing do it, also. Not really. No, Amazon says I mean, if you uh, re- not with reviews, not with reviews, you can you can give them yeah. something, you know. But yeah, but but Amazon says if you pay people, if you pay your customers outside of Amazon for for buying products on Amazon, uh, you are in trouble. We will okay. suspend you. 
Sure, so sure. I mean, of course, you can do whatever you want with 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 random people. But if these people are buying your products on Amazon and you're paying them outside of Amazon, you're kind of refunding the purchase. That's not in Malaysia. Oh, no, no, I didn't. Uh, no, I know this. This this was a different <laughs> tactic. But today, what you can do is just uh, do the same the same thing, and you can you can give them, for example. Uh, uh op open it up and you you can get a free uh free item or or something of that kind you know obviously you mm. sent them as well from amazon you know so then there mm. is no yeah, yeah. no misunderstanding you know yeah so i mean today you can even send a review request from seller central i mean that was not possible yeah. previously i, I mean, think that it's the, I, a big thing i don't know uh, yeah and, but i don't know now but it's, and you uh, have it's... vine yeah yeah you have vine, vine yeah. i mean come on i mean vine is like a that is I mean, they come, they kind of legalize what they forbid earlier and they, yes. you know, they put their own bunch of people and they say, okay, you cannot do this, but if you give it to us and you pay us, then we do it for you. All right. So now it's called fine. So, so, so be it. But yeah, I mean, today there are other ways to, to generate reviews Definitely. and it's always been like, it has been really painful to get these first 20 or 50 reviews going before vine and before asking for reviews. Um, uh, but yeah, that was so back to dev device. At that time, um, I mean, uh, Dev was always kind of my my thing. Uh, I, my my first agency in Munich was called Dev Design, and okay. Dev comes from Dano Dano Edward Falk. It's just simply my my yeah my my acronym. Uh, my my name is in there. And first, the first one was Design, and then uh, I was thinking and how to like what's going to be my second agency. And my girlfriend came to me with this device idea. So yeah, why not? We call it Dev Device this time. So we have like a little history of Dev Design became Dev Device, and then let's see what the next step is gonna be. Wow! So the next step obviously <laughs> is something very, <laughs> very good. You know, you you managed to. Um, what did you do with the whole um, company actually? Uh, well, this, I mean, with uh, the this private the private label business, yes. I sold it. Yeah, I sold, and that was a freaking uh, experience. Yeah, that was. Uh, I can imagine. I can. Was, imagine. Can you tell uh, us a little yeah, bit yeah. more about that? And uh, I think you were oh, one of boy. the earliest who sold it, right? Well, it was 2019. So it's. I mean, okay. I was before the whole uh, Thrasio and aggregator era came up. I think that that happened just uh, shortly after. So maybe I should have waited a bit. Uh, but yeah, I think I was uh, like uh, one of the early people who sold the Amazon business, and it uh, it was really exciting and and challenging. And I mean, it was really like a roller coaster ride in any way. So first of all, the decision to sell your business is kind of like you're letting go of your baby. It's it's a really yeah, tough one because you you spend like five years of my life. I was basically doing nothing else than growing this business, and then letting it go was kind of a tough idea. But still, of course, there's the the upside of, you know, now like time and money freedom and doing whatever and even maybe doing something new and all that. And honestly, I was also a bit cheesed off with Amazon uh, because there were two things going on. That one was they just shut me down for a month and they make it as hard as you can possibly imagine for me to reinstate my account. Oh, it, it you was get gray hairs when nightmare. during that time, you know, yeah. It was <laughs> a, yeah, it was a complete, I mean, the way they treated me in those 30 days, I, I don't think I can forgive ever. And I, it also kind of really made me, uh, I thought like, okay, so if this is my livelihood and this is what they can do just because they can for a silly, like a really silly reason, uh, which was explainable. I mean, there was a dirty foil on one of my products. And a customer said, I'm selling used as new. 
Um, well, for it one was product. Not yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a batch of inventory where, for whatever reason, in the manufacturer put dirty, like protective foils on it. So okay. the foil, which would protect the product, had some kind of dust. I don't know what they okay. did. I mean, I didn't do. I didn't do like the, uh, the the quality control those days. Yes, yes, yes. Which I started doing after that. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, this this product came in, and and some I don't know how many exactly it was. It was a batch of inventory, and they had this dust on them. Um, and even though the foil had like a yellow sticker where it says pull off, you know, this foil, remove the foil and then underneath the product was perfectly fine. But some uh, person uh, did not notice that you can remove this foil and he complained that this product was dirty and used and was sold as new. And once somebody says that, that's it. Your account goes into the rabbit hole. And then wow. they tell you, well, your account has been suspended because there was a complaint. Now, please tell us your course of action and what happened. Yeah. I so I looked, I look at, I look at all the information. I said, well, I mean, it's obvious what happened. You know, this is, this is, there was a dirty product uh, from the factory, and uh, this batch of has, of inventory has been removed. And I will make sure this never happens again. Case closed, right? No, case not closed. <laughs> case open. And nobody talks to you, nobody responds, and nobody will ever answer you, you know. And they say, Well, this will you have 30 days, you know, to reinstate your account. During this time, we will kind of receive your emails, we will maybe look at them. Um, uh, if you don't hear from us in 30 days, your account is your yeah, yeah, bye-bye. Yeah. If you're here with us in 30 days, then we might reinstate or like just forever suspend your account. Yeah, that's not a good interesting no. day, you know. Yeah, so, so then day 20 comes, you know, day 25 comes, you know, day 29 comes and you don't hear from them and you there's no one you can talk to, you, you know, you don't, you cannot call anyone, you can keep oh, on sending them emails, that's, that's but that's all crazy. you can do, you know, they don't respond, they don't say, you know, yeah, this is something wrong here or something, they don't communicate, they just sit there and wait until day 30 comes. <clears throat> and then on day 30, I received an email, you know what, um, your account is suspended. And I was like, yeah, that was a state of complete shock to me. I thought, okay, so this is what I've done for the past four years. <clears throat> so this now goes down the drain because there was dust on my oil, on my foil, really. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> sorry. And, uh, but the best part is seven hours later, I received a second email saying my account was reinstated. Oh. <clears throat> yes, so they sent me to the complete roller coaster of like sending me all the way down to hell, like making me think like, okay, this is done. My my business is gone. I can start from scratch, like from zero. Just to tell me seven hours later, oh, by the way, you know, um, welcome back to Amazon. And this experience really taught me not to trust Amazon some more. And it no, you cannot trust of... Amazon. <laughs> no, you cannot trust them. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Well, I call them the empire. Yeah, but you cannot trust them. You know, it's it's like it's like having money yeah. on uh, on on wallets. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I mean, I I don't want to. I mean, anyone who wants to still selling on Amazon, of course, by all means. You oh know? yes, no, no, no. This but, this but, is just. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah. but yeah, this is my experience. You know, and 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 this was a horrific experience, and I realized that. Uh, to like to rely with your livelihood on on this empire is is kind of tricky. So yeah, it was kind clear of tough, to me. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So so after this experience, it was kind of clear that okay, I'm I'm not gonna like go all in again into Amazon. 
um, I will do something else. I might do Amazon on the side, uh, but uh, I will do something else where I'm working directly with people. And I also find it more purposeful to work with clients, to work with humans and to help them grow their business. It, it gives me a, a, like a better sense of purpose and fulfillment rather than selling products to people who I never saw and never will meet and, and, and never know. So it's a bit anonymous. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, so I, I do prefer this kind of agency work. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, they all have their, you know, their up and downsides. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying selling on Amazon cannot be great. A lot of people are making a fortune and having a great time and expanding in all kinds of marketplaces. So, and we still do, uh, we still manage Amazon accounts and we still work with Amazon sellers. So it's, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, it's just it's, uh, it's what can fine. happen. It's just what can happen to everyone, you know, or what happened most yeah. probably to most of the people, you know, it's mm. uh, it's happening. And, you know, but it doesn't mean that Amazon, selling on Amazon is not good. It, it is definitely yeah, good. Yeah, um, yeah. Of and I'm sure, but, are but... you, are you, uh, then you sold everything. Are you still selling? Uh, no, no. After that, uh, after that, I, well, I know how you much tried it takes or to build a brand. Um, uh, I was looking into this wholesale uh, business mm -hmm. model. Uh, where you don't have to build a brand and you kind of just take other people's products and you're one of the uh, other 10 yeah. sellers and you're kind of selling arbitrage. the same thing. Uh, yeah, it's it's not, it's not actually of. arbitrage. I mean, arbitrage is when you actually buy products from the store and then you, you, oh, yeah, yeah. The you sell them. and all that stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that's a bit different. But, but the wholesale uh, uh, approach, uh, it kind of sounds like hands-free, but, uh, but then it comes with other challenges too get approval from these brands and most of them are already packed they say we don't want any more amazon sellers so yeah i mean this is still something which we do a little bit on the side but uh, not not seriously okay but, uh, but yeah i still i and it also to open up a new amazon account i can tell you that took me another like seven months it's really because, be after, because you when you yeah. sold yours then it's obviously your name is in there and everything and then they say yeah why yeah, are you yeah, opening yeah. a second yeah, yeah. one yeah, yeah. So my wow. name was in there, and then uh, and somehow the new owner they he didn't manage to get off my out my my name off this account for whatever reason. My name was somehow still there. I mean, I was the problem. I was selling under my own name. I did not open an LLC, which you should. I think yes. you should just have everything under an LLC, and then you're out of it, and then your name is not attached to anything. But my name was in that account. And one of the users and something there's some part of this account he didn't manage or he didn't want to, I'm not sure, to get my name out. And after that, applying for a new account was basically impossible. So, so we did a lot of things. I hired lawyers to get my name out of it. And so, yeah, opening a new Amazon account didn't come easy. Uh, we did manage eventually to, to open a new account. Uh, but yeah, I, as I said, I, I'm still focusing on my agency stuff. And uh, okay. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah. the Amazon stuff, I, I now experience more from the management and from the, from the marketing uh, side, like helping my clients. That's that's how I deal with Amazon these days mostly. Yeah, so DevDevice. DevDevice came, yeah. you said, came about at the same time as you were selling. Um, and then uh, you yeah. moved, obviously, you you helped here and there some clients. And now uh, DevDevice uh, grew into a, into a steady agency. And you are helping um, Amazon sellers all around the world, or are you helping like is it specific uh, locations? Do you help as well with Lazada because makes makes a bit of sense because they are just 
uh, around the corner, you yeah. know? So yeah, are you yeah. are you covering everything or is it specifically something? And uh, not <clears throat> we don't cover everything. So uh, we we focus on three things. Uh, one is we call it make your first choice online. So uh, we do work with SMEs and uh, with regular businesses, so to say, if they want to stand out and they, they would, you know, if they want to be found on Google on social media. So that's okay. basically like ranking social media the services uh, where we help them to just be visible and to get in front of their clients and customers. That, that's like a, like a brand building exercise that we do for, mm -hmm. for SMEs and also for e-com sellers. Um, then we have a second uh, 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 second focus uh, is to uh, engage with your customer base. So what we see, what is lacking in many businesses and, and also e-com is not, is not an exception to have a strong connection with the existing customers. Uh, we, we found that extremely uh, important, and, yes. which is really tough when you're only selling on Amazon, because uh, as we know, Amazon is not going to give you the, your customers emails or anything mm -hmm. like that. So you have to do all kind of sneaky, uh, like uh, insert kind of stuff, you know, to to somehow get their details and somehow connect with them and, and maybe also sell on your, on your own e-com store and so forth. <laughs> but having this... Um, customer base and engaging with them via email or other platforms to me is, is another very essential uh, part and i think i would say like 80 percent of all businesses on this planet are not doing it properly uh, yeah they they all have a bunch of spreadsheets but uh, you know th there's no engagement happening and uh, i keep preaching like the biggest challenge uh, when we sell online is to sell to strangers because it's very expensive to sell to a stranger. It takes a lot of yes. effort, a lot of, yeah. a lot of PPC money and whatnot uh, to get people from, I don't know you, I've never seen you before to actually uh, doing business with us. Uh, and, uh, and as we have entered this new stage of this is a customer he had, he has bought from us, then we have to treat this person like a king uh, because it's so much easier to sell something to someone who already knows us, who already trusts us, who has bought from us before. So that's, that's part of our, of my marketing philosophy, that this is the, one of the most important things to, to be really diligent with those people who have entered our universe and have become like our, you know, our clients, uh, our followers or whatever. So to engage with them properly, uh, that is the second big area of, of what we cover. And and the third one is uh, is uh, account management and uh, helping um, Amazon sellers to grow uh, to rank uh, you know to to get their most best possible listings together to take care of uh, of of everything that's related to the listing quality rankings uh, keyword research uh, external traffic I think is also very important PPC management and with this area we are right now we're focusing on Japan. Because okay. uh, we see a lot of, uh, we have been managing Amazon Japan for quite so, several years now. And uh, we have uh, learned all our lessons and learned all the challenges that come with uh, like running an Amazon Japan account. Um, so we would like to extend this knowledge to other sellers right now and invite them to check out uh, this fourth biggest marketplace on the planet, uh, Amazon marketplace, I must say. Uh, with uh, a lot of potential, a lot of opportunity there. You know, there are 100 million users on Amazon. Oh, Japan. they're big. 
Yeah, and uh, Japanese people have disposable income, so they are not poor, uh, mostly. Um, it's uh, very close to China, so if you're sourcing from China, your shipping time suddenly goes down from three weeks to three days. Um, <laughs> Amazing. Did you sell there as yeah. well? No, no, I didn't. My, okay, I didn't okay. sell myself, no, but... Uh, but uh, no, I mean, on behalf of our clients. We're is it easy out. to open up an account or is it a headache? Yeah, it's quite easy. It's it's rather easy. To, you don't have, like in India, you have to uh, work with a local entity. Yeah. You have to open a company in India. And exactly. in Japan, you can open an Amazon account as an, as an you know, um, individual company or as an, as an individual or as a foreign company. You can okay. open an account. Ah, you can. Okay. Uh, wow. Yeah, yes, you can. You can. So it's you don't have to create uh, any com company in Japan. So that one, that is a good part. Uh, but then the, the importing part can be tricky. So there's a, depending on what category of goods you're in, you have to comply with a lot of regulations they have. You know, the Japanese are like the Asian Germans. They have a lot of rules. <laughs> I know, I was there. I was there in Tokyo, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. They like things to be, you know, like yes, that. Not like that. Pretty strict, yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's okay. So that's fine. But yes, you have to comply with their stuff. And, and there's a lot of importing regulations. So... Um, you, you need like with customs clearance can be can be a bit tricky and then of course the, the big challenge is the culture and the language so uh, sure. to understand what what Japanese is about it just to begin with is uh, is, is quite uh, it's quite a journey it's so challenging definitely yeah yeah it's very challenging but uh, but yeah I mean um, let's say if you have a brand that's going well you're selling let's say in in US and in UK or in Europe, um, and you want to grow further. Uh, of course, uh, selling off Amazon is one uh, like elephant in a room. That's a no-brainer, which makes a lot of sense. But then, yeah. to look at uh, you know Amazon Japan uh, would also be definitely worthwhile to at least uh, check it out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's a very good information. The the Amazon Japan and uh, um, as you know, as you do the account management, we do the listing optimization for the yeah um, for the Japanese market. Um, because, yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, so that's, and the localization, right. you know, because oh. it's it's uh, you know when I when I uh, the, the the thing is you need you will uh, even in our company because I don't speak Japanese obviously you know um, you, you will need you will need a, um, a localization expert and then you need as well mm. uh, a proofreader in in the back because you, you know you mm. don't know. What they're doing i mean obviously you trust mm. them after yeah, after yeah, so yeah. many times you work with them yeah 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 i mean you, you can always do the first step using some tools like google or yeah. like even Chat never GPT do that doing never do that <laughs> yeah just no no just to get the gist of stuff i mean i would yes, never yes. publish a listing which comes out of google translate but sure uh, sure, to sure. Get just you know to give yeah to Japanese get an idea what happens something yeah. to work with yes, yeah sure. so so at least they have something to work with and but then yes I completely agree you need a human being who is not just a native speaker but who also understands uh, like uh, Amazon uh, search terms and ranking so they they have they need to get the whole picture of you know of what is and then of course uh, it also is good to have a second backup option of proofreading because we yeah. have no way to even get the first piece of what it is. I mean, they could have written like a happy birthday letter to us and we wouldn't know. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, so, yeah. 
I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, a... of course, we, we we still can retranslate and, and all that. Sure, part. sure. But yeah, yeah I mean, at least so, a little, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I then know, these, I know what these you mean. three scripts, you know, the, the three scripts, I mean, four scripts, actually, you know, they have four scripts. So they yeah. write stuff uh, like imagine writing English and then you put some Slavic alphabets inside and some Chinese, you know, and then maybe some Thai, you know, but this yeah, is what they do. Yes, it's, it's pretty. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's uh, <laughs> so, from, from. Yeah. So, <laughs> even, yeah, so you can write the same word in, in, in 10 different ways. You know, you can we, write it, with, you know, with, with one script and you can write it in another script. And then sometimes they mix the, 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 the script one and script two. And, you know, so it's it's uh, it's really, I mean, yeah, variety I, is, is a good way to put it. For but sure. It's <laughs> when we go then into yeah, the linguistic in the linguistic part, it's uh, actually I spoke with with um, with Chinese and they say um, that they can read the old Japanese like oh you know um sometimes they might not understand it but it's uh they can really read it and sometimes mm. they even understand but it's mm. it's very interesting you know because yeah, yeah. like you said there must be the 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 you know they are they're putting everything inside you know it's uh mm -hmm. yeah, it's yeah. a very very rich language and um you know to learn it Okay, I think the yeah, you need a luck. few yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I wouldn't recommend to learn it, but uh, but yeah, I would recommend to work with experts who have experience uh, and and, and get this done. And but and then and then yeah, there is uh, of course it also depends on which category you're you know you're selling. And uh, so what we normally do with first to do like a like a check, we we do like an analysis for this particular yes. category for this product because you know you you have to kind of do like a basic ballpark. Uh, estimation like what is the price range of the people selling on Amazon what you know how many reviews they have I mean what what is there and the offline presence is another tricky one right I mean in in the US of course it, it's it's a no-brainer for every Amazon seller maybe to run some Facebook ads or something to uh, you know to uh, to bump their listings because Amazon loves external traffic uh, doing that in Japan even having a Japanese website um, ready <laughs> Is another challenge. Which it's another challenge. Come, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't come like that. You know, I mean, in US, you would expect every brand to just have a just have a website, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. easy enough to to accomplish these days. But yeah, then you need uh, if 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 Japanese people look you up, and if as soon as you're selling like a higher price ticket product, like high quality things, there is a uh, there is a decent amount of Japanese people who are willing to spend more. So they they wouldn't go for the cheap cheapest product. They would go for the for the high quality. But then they want to see you outside of Amazon, so they don't just simply go and buy. I mean, if if you know if if you buy uh, I don't know an, an iPad case uh, for one thousand uh, yen and and there's another one for ten thousand yen, there are people who would be willing to buy it, but they will not just buy it on first sight. You know, they would they would first go and check, and they would do like research the brand, and I want to see like proof of this brand and their authenticity. Um, and this is something we have to provide also, and and that is another layer of complexity, which uh, you know to ha have your off Amazon presence going, um, it can also be much more tricky than uh, in English speaking countries. Oh, definitely. Um, do do you have by by any way any any of your favorite brands? Maybe maybe even you can give me pull out one uh, from 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 japan which you came through and you said wow they did really an amazing job a foreign company or maybe a, a local company 
which did an amazing job on the Japanese market or maybe even on the worldwide market? What is uh, something which comes up directly uh, in your head? Ah, uh, um, you mean you mean like an American brand uh, who did a great job, for example, uh, with, with with their presence in Japan? Yes, yes, yes. For huh. example, like the well, branding um, experience and all that, uh, all that around. Uh, or even if you well, if you I... cannot find one right now, then some. Uh, what do you think? Like some of the the brands you have seen all of your life, like which which really stick out and then they, they, they do still an amazing job, you know, through the times. Yeah, well, I have to look that up actually. Yeah, I mean, of course, right now the, the brands of our customers come to my mind, but uh, that would be a bit selfish to like to <laughs> to brag about sure. our customers, and I am not, I'm not sure if they would be comfortable if I mention them here. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I ha I would have to come back to you with the, with this one. So I, I have to do some research on this. Uh, okay. I mean, right on top of my head, um, I I don't have any brand which did this amazing job in Japan. But uh, but yeah, it's actually a good question. Yeah, I, I should check this out. Great, great. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely something I'm 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 looking as well at you know because mm, I'm sure yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there are some some U.S. companies who are doing an amazing oh, yeah. job over there. You mm -hmm. know, especially yeah, yeah. Um, what what comes always in my head is is, is like the protein stuff. You know, um, oh, yeah. if I will do random check afterwards myself, the protein stuff, the yeah, yeah. Um, on nutrition, on nutrition is mm. one of the. The monsters, oh, yeah. and I want to see if they uh, do the same good job in uh, in, mm -hmm. in Japan as mm -hmm. uh, in the United States. And you have in Malaysia GNC, um, mm -hmm. which are which is a complete joke in the uh, on Amazon in the European Union. But you know who listens to me? While then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> GNC. Well, what is that? The supplement. Yeah, yeah. GNC is a supplement brand. Yeah. Oh, it, and they're based in Malaysia and they're selling in Europe. They are based. They are based out of the UK. They are originally from the UK, but they oh. have a very strong presence in in Southeast Asia. You can see these all oh. these little GNC shops all in Malaysian malls oh. everywhere. Mm. You know. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And um, they do they do a great job in uh, in Southeast Asia, uh, Australia, mm -hmm. and 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 Asia itself. But mm -hmm. in Europe, they cannot uh, mm -hmm. get traction. And I try mm -hmm. to get in contact with them many times. But it's very oh. hard, you know, because I want yeah. to tell them, listen, guys, you do bad job. You know, you, you just <laughs> you just don't get it, you know, and it's been a while. You know, oh, I'm even man. using I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm even using them in presentations and everything, you know, I'm mm. using their example and put them against the uh, on nutrition and oh. everything. But, you know, because they they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's tough, you know, to, to get through to a client with a message like, look, what you're doing sucks. Um, I mean, yeah. So, I mean the them, numbers. The yeah, numbers should show it, you yeah. know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but yeah, not some people are just you know too proud maybe to take this kind of information in and consider it. I mean, mostly what works better is to go, hey, look, you're doing such a great job, you know, you're you're running such a fantastic business. But then there's this little kind of tiny thing that you know you might want to. Yeah, consider. sure, but they are so big. You <laughs> yeah. know? They are so yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, are yeah. huge, you know. So yeah, but yeah. It's, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's actually a fun thing to to go and just uh, do some brand research and check them out and see how yeah, well they're doing, and then and then yeah, but uh, it's yeah, it's actually a great way to approach uh, potential clients and, and and open a conversation. Yeah, we yeah we should um, join forces on that. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, so I have a few more questions for you. Um, mm. Where, for example, where can people go and learn more about you? So where's uh, where's the best point to touch base uh, yeah, to get uh, in contact? Well, when you see this word here, dev device, when you put a .com behind it, that's it. Yeah, I will put it down anybody. there as well. <laughs> yeah, devdevice.com obviously is my is our agency website. You can also find danofalk.com. So that's my personal website where I like talk about a bit my life story and all that. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn slash danofalk, I think it is, uh, on Facebook. So, I mean, danofalk is a rather unique name. I think I, I haven't found any other one. There are a few Danos around. Uh, by the way, Dano is a, na a name I gave to myself. It's, it's like my own uh, creative. Ah, okay. I didn't know. Uh, yeah, my, my parents called me Edward. Um, okay. That's, uh, and then when when I was eight, 19 years old, I left my parents' house. I thought, okay, I want I want some rebranding here. I, I want uh, I don't like Edward. I want to pick my own name. So that's what I did. Okay. So I called myself Dano. So that this is why Dano in DEF comes from Dano.falk. And yeah, if you look for Dano Falk, the, the one that shows up is most likely me. Okay. Okay. Great. So there will be coming as well Falk because Falk is a very important name actually uh, in Germany yeah. or as well beyond. Yeah. Yeah. There is a. Yeah. There is a big family. I'm not sure if you're anyway related with them or something. No, um, no, 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 no. But I am remotely related to the Siemens family. But uh, I mean, not in a way that I would, you know, be entitled for any inheritance. But, <laughs> but yeah, my grandma used to be a Siemens. So, okay, uh, interesting. Uh, wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's a uh, you know that's already we have the Falk already in there. Yeah, yeah, we have some Falk <laughs> and some Siemens and some Wolf also. Like, uh, but okay, yeah, quite quite a few names there. Uh, but yeah, so this is this is where we can find me. Uh, devdevice.com is the easiest one, and then there's contact, of course. And yeah, okay, amazing. That's that's really great. So one more thing, um, if you would have the attention like of the whole world for a few minutes, what is your message? What is your message out there, generally speaking? Wow. My message. Who are the whole world is listening? Wow. Um, <laughs> Um, my message, I think, would be um, uh, be aware if you're a victim or a creator. Um, this is a very important aspect of mindset to me. Okay. I see that like, uh, we can work in two different ways in our head. Uh, we can be a victim. Uh, a victim likes to find fault with others, uh, likes to blame others for you know, whatever they are suffering, whatever their shortcomings are. Uh, whatever's not working, they blame the government, they blame their parents, they blame this person, that person, or the weather, or whatever. So we can be this victim, or we can be the creator who takes charge, who takes responsibility, and who says, uh, "It's my, it's it's my creation. My life is is my creation." Uh, and that's a tough choice because then all the nonsense that's happening around me is also my fault, right? So I cannot yeah. blame all the people around me, but. Uh, but yeah, I think the, at some point in life, we have to make this decision. Uh, are we a victim or are we a creator? And the creator comes obviously with all this potential, with all this, you know, all the things we can create, but it also comes with all the responsibility. And it's a bit uncomfortable because we cannot blame shit on others. But yeah, this would be my my little message to the world. That's amazing. That's I think it's, uh, it's very good. And it's a very big message you can make it uh, very huge and i will use it as well for your um we have uh, for all of our guests we have a picture 
um, with wow. some text. And uh, we put this on social media. So this will be in there wow. as well. This will stick to you forever, uh, Dano. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. All good. Perfect. Thank you so much uh, okay. for your time today. And uh, really, it's uh, it was a great journey through your life, through Dev Device. Everything that we learned from you about the Amazon Japanese market, much appreciated. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you for having me.